Yeah. Alex, what are you doing? Oh, Eden. Oh, it's just water. Okay. Sorry, we're Sorry. doing we're water over here, guys. Sorry. I would I'm I could have I could have come to show off and drink drink something something, but water. I might I, save that. I always have an alcoholic beverage, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're praying it's for Riesling. you. It's a Riesling. <laughs> Appreciate you, Papa. Alex, we need to have a conversation. We don't, though. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a podcast. It's actually an intervention. Just to let you know. Yeah, it's like we were all came together at this time, Alex, to talk about why you drink like this. Every. Have you seen outside? The thing is, Alex have you seen outside? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, let's get started. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of This Is We podcast, the This Is Us after show, basically your support group. And you know what, yeah, I'm loving the comments. I'm loving listeners on our social media commenting as if you're in the room with us. That's what it's meant to feel like. I love the comments about how it sounds like therapy because I guess we are doing therapy watching this show together. So we're episode four. Five, I guess. Is it five? Yep. We're episode five, yep. and I am Toby Rachel, the host of the Yellow Cup podcast, and also a Beth Pearson stan. I say this every week, but I'm feeling like I might be an Annie stan this week, and I'll explain. You guys, introduce yourself. Okay. My name's Alex Holmes. I am host of Time to Talk with Alex Holmes, and forever, forever, the Randall stan. <laughs> and I, my opinion this week on Malik may have changed. Oh, oh clearly, shocking. clearly, I have a heart. Oh my god! I was god. sitting there, I was sitting there, all curled up with my knees to my chest, and I was like, Oh my Ooh, god! What's going on? Feelings, emotions. <laughs> what anyway. are these things? That's a yes. fact. See, I'm annoyed. My name is Marquise Devon. Oh, we're gonna get into that. My name is Marquise Devon. <laughs> I am the host of the Rational Anger Podcast and also the Dear Reading Podcast. And this week just solidified my love for Malik even more. Oh, that is wow. So cute. Wow. <laughs> cool. And I'm Eden, aka Eats McKenzie, co host of Don't Let the Stands podcast and and with Tech. Can I just say why I'm annoyed? Because Alex said that if he, if he didn't eat, he'll be coming to this podcast a certain type of way. And I was ho- I was kind of banking on that energy. And the fact that he said he's happy for Malik right now, I'm kind of like, okay, what position do I play now? Like, what? How are we, how are we gonna go about this conversation? I thought it was gonna be Vex at the situation. I, I was still, I was still coming to fire because there's still things I want to say about oh, Malik. Okay. Don't give me, don't. Give me <laughs> but, but how um, could you be mad at Malik? What has the boy done wrong? He's a well, boy, kind of a man with a daughter, but a boy. no, but no. Okay, uh, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. But I got some questions about how certain things happen. Like okay, I, I got a coin. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. In, Could never be an earth sign. In, oh Could never be. God. In general, guys, what did you feel about this week's episode, episode five? It was a filler episode. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely just like I didn't care about the Kevin storyline. I think we called even more um, with what's her name? What's the sister's name? Kate. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think one of us called that last week in terms of what the yeah, underlying story was going to be by the end of the episode. I think it was Toby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Toby, kudos. You should get a dollar for that. A or, dollar. Boy. Oh, 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 I need more than that. You get a, you get a, <laughs> I'm trying to buy a house. <laughs> so, you know, he's a capitalist. He said a dollar. Wow. One singular dollar. <laughs> what's that dollar. in pounds? Anyway? Not a what's that, what's that even in pounds? I said pounds. Like, like one pound thirty. <laughs> that part. <laughs> if I find out it's a disrespect, if I find out it's a disrespect, I can't even buy a Fredo. Um, imagine. Oh but wow, I was only caring about the Black Pearsons this episode, mm-hmm. um, and that's really about it. I said, Kevin, I still don't like you. This just reaffirmed why I don't like you. Well, you've gone, you've yo-yoed. Last week you were, you know, oh, I don't mind Kevin. Now this week you still don't like Kevin. You know what? I was even looking at the episode today, and I saw his crutch. <laughs> standing up with standing up with long hair and you know her cardigan his human crutch was just all up there oh I said to my cousin I was like oh this is a crutch that Marquise is talking about <laughs> oh my god you this one with pulse. Crutch. oh my gosh for context yeah if anyone's listening to this episode that hasn't listened to the others first of all why but second of all, no, seriously, why? Uh, second of all, Marquis said this most amazing thing in our first ever episode where he referred, to, he just pointed out that Kevin's always injured. And basically, he's, he is just a crutch. He's always on crutches and he also just has crutches metaphorically around. Like, And I, I've never been able to get that out of my head. I had to put it on our social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, Marquis, that is the best thing I've ever heard. Especially because I never thought of it that way. But yeah, Becca, the crutch. The crutch in that, in that time of his life anyway. The crutch. What did you guys think of like the Ke- the Kevin storyline? So we had baby Kevin. We had little Kevin. Baby Kevin's And then we had annoying. adult Kevin. You're calling... The, do you know what, Alex? This, at least you're consistent. <laughs> Are you calling a newborn child annoying? Nah, I said to my cousin, yeah, basically, so in regards... Okay, the, the Kevin storyline was about him always needing help yeah. before he break, before he quits something, yeah? And uh, this is the... And in one of the many flashbacks that This Is Us gives us, it kind of gives us the root. I don't know whether they... I don't, do they sit down with therapists to plan the storyline? Maybe. <laughs> but they go back. And they were like... And, you know, Kevin wasn't sleeping and he was waking up at night and crying his eyes out. And it's like a typical parent thing when they're like, you know, you got to let him cry it out. Miguel had an input from them on, from early on in their life. Mm. Jack was like, Miguel and, Miguel and Sally, was it Miguel and Sally? Miguel yeah, Michelle. So I don't care about what Miguel have to say. Made the kids. Kids. <laughs> how could he say that? How, how could she say his, tricks, his oh, kids train are wreck. a train wreck? I said, I, said, <laughs> I said, sis, you don't know what your future um, holds. <laughs> you don't know what your future holds, man. Uh, you see how you see what happens when you put things on your life when you put when you, when you put bad <laughs> um, but essentially yeah like this baby was just crying and I was just like rah so you, this baby has its own room everything like I was thinking like it's peak because when you've got triplets and one baby isn't cry isn't sleeping will that wake up all the other babies every time you put them to sleep because I was like now nah, this is just going to get annoying no wonder they're tired <laughs> and stressed mm. you know what I mean but now, yeah, but then as it went through, he was in his room and, you know, Becca kept running in to try and, like, coddle him and make sure he was okay and all this stuff. As you would as a mm-hmm. new parent, as a new mum. And Jack kept telling him, telling her that, you know, we have to let, it, let him cry it out. Um, and it just kind of, like, fed throughout the, the themes of Kevin's life. Like, whenever he got, something got too difficult, 
Becky was there to, to help him mm. whenever things got too hard and he was miserable Becky said give up it's fine you can you don't have to do it it has to be enjoyable it has to be fun here chef but you have to be happy so um so yeah 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 like with Kevin I think the biggest question because obviously last week our question was are we starting to feel sorry for Kevin and I guess they've taken us on a journey of Kevin being annoying and just self-centered to us feeling sorry for Kevin for all of his issues like it was contextualized in the last episode and now it's just like well there goes the crutch because I literally I thought that as well I was like well this is one of the reasons that he is the way that he is um one of the many reasons and it's and it's to do with you can't obviously only blame Becca because I guess she does what most parents do anyway um but I just did find it quite interesting though that because fast forward towards the end of the episode when he's talking to Kate and we'll get into what he was saying to Kate but I found it I found (laughs) yeah we want to talk about what he was saying to Kate in that in that conversation but I found it interesting when Kate was just like um just meant she mentioned stuff and then um, Kevin was like no please Randall um Randall was mum and and dad were obsessed with Randall and it was like he just didn't even see how he had so much privilege like the man bathes in privilege and is not aware of his privilege it seems as if Kate is a little bit more aware of her privilege than he is so I I'm here to announce that I no longer feel sorry for Kevin the end Um, that's it (laughs) the the end end. I no longer feel sorry for him can we talk about that car conversation because okay let's get into it the way that Kevin started the conversation annoyed me if I was to call someone, like, if I was to call Alex, for example, the first thing I say is, like, Alex, how are you? Kevin literally picked up the phone and called, <laughs> called Kate, or however it happened, he was like, uh, my, my director did this, my director did that. Talking about himself, first and foremost, not even mm. hello, not even how are you, anything like mm-hmm. that. Straight away mm-hmm. talking about himself. And then um, he waits for Kate to say something. And then he's like, oh, what's wrong afterwards? And yeah. for me, it's just like, you're doing the thing that we thought you grew out of. Like, mm-hmm. I think that whole car scene, like you said, Toby, was, exa- was an example of just how how into himself he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he sees himself as the protagonist in just life in general. <laughs> like, he, he honestly thinks that the troubles he goes through affect the way the world spins. Yeah. And, like, to say that Randall got all the attention from um, Kate, from um rebecca and um jack is was probably true but it probably wasn't the right type of attention mm-hmm. um and it was kind of the attention that um sorry that that glance that marquise gave to the camera marquise's facial expressions throughout explanations of things about kevin marquise just shifted his whole body language no but honestly like it wasn't the, it wasn't the right type of attention that um randall needed and also, if you kind of realise what the episode was about, it was about the fact that Jack and um, Rebecca were focusing on Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like, they were focusing on him throughout his childhood. And even when it comes to Randall helping Kevin out of a situation, again, the reason he is so good at what he does is ignored. Like, they just assume it's Randall, he's good at education and knows all of these study notes and everything. But then Randall actually has, like, a small like one line saying I have to be this good because of the school I go to there's mm-hmm. no conversation about why that's happening and I thought after he had the conversation with Kate and um like he had been looking at his notes and everything rehearsing the scripts and everything I thought he would realize or have some kind of 
um, recollection of Randall saying that thing and being like, oh, maybe um, Randall didn't have the perfect life growing up and everything. Mm. But no, it just cut to a next scene. So I was just like, okay, so so he didn't learn anything then, really. So mm. Yeah, that would have been... You're right, that would have been the perfect place for him to be like, oh my God, I'm doing the thing that Randall taught me all those years ago and got me through to football. But no, he just... just and I think it's deliberate of the writers for him to just focus on this movie and mm-hmm. getting through the movie we didn't even see madison and he lives with her mm. did we see we didn't we didn't even get to see her no so it was it was literally i forgot she existed <laughs> until the trailer after the show i was like oh yeah oh, shit. <laughs> i told you marquise marquise what do you think of that storyline um i was particularly like annoyed but then also like understanding because it's also he wants the attention and validation of his parents that they were always able to kind of give randall and he thought that that external validation was something that was gonna like make him feel whole and reality he's always searching for that external validation especially as he's going through these lines over and over we now are witnessing him through his job Realize there is no depth to that man. He does not know where to pull from. He repeated that same line over and over again. And so you're just like, for me as an actor, like studying theater, I'm just like, nah, you got to pull from something. And what are you actually pulling from in this disbelief of this line that you were repeating over and over? And you're sitting across from Jamie Chung? Are you serious? So for me, I was just like, (laughs) I'm sorry. How can you say he has nowhere to pull from? (laughs) You have nothing to pull from. You're an empty vessel. In that moment, he wasn't pulling from nothing because he's choosing not to. So he keeps standing in his own way of actually being able to fulfill himself as an actor and be able to actually get that validation that he wants because he cannot deal with his own issues. So because he can't deal with his personal issues as an actor, you need to know exactly where you're going to be pulling from. If you don't know how to pull from and tap into that space and be as intimate with yourself as possible, there is no way, unless, again, he got through because of his looks. We get it. Mm. But if you want that Oscar-worthy-ass performance that you keep talking about, you're going to have to deal with your stuff. And you are choosing to actively not deal with that. You continuously put the blame on everybody else. You thought the director was being a jerk. Mm. But in reality, you delivered that line with what? There was no heightened stakes. He didn't raise any stakes in that conversation. He wasn't actually giving a good energy back and forth. And so you can't be surprised when this one person who's an objective third party doesn't see you actually existing in the moment, which is a translation of your entire life. You keep continuing to live in whatever this expectation could be and not in the reality that you're mediocre and you don't have feelings for the rest of your siblings. Like, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> and so now he's really going to hit rock bottom. and He's going to learn it the hard way. Once he realizes that Kate, who is his last official crutch, is just like, <laughs> if you're not going to talk to Randall and I'm dealing with my own stuff because you also have not been there for me from the get go, even from the first episode when Kate was having to manage him and do all this other stuff with their kind of relationship anyways, mm. baby, once Kate <laughs> is going through her stuff and realizes she can't talk to you the way that she wants to talk to you and she realizes that this episode, you're going down, bro. And like... You're going to hurt them relationships and bada bing, bada boom. So we'll see. He's going to probably find his worth through his kids at some point in time. But even though. Oh, my God. We'll see where it goes They're in the future. Babies. But he's going to be draining I know. Them. But <laughs> he's really just going to. Two of them. He's going to attempt to be somebody he's not. Once again, he lives through everybody else and never lives for himself. And mm. that's his problem. And that's why I get so frustrated. Yeah. He can stop being mediocre, but he chooses not to. Especially with all that privilege. <laughs> but I get. 
Sorry, I'm done. You know, nah, I agree everything you said 110%. Because when, when, when Randall, wait, teenage Randall, I don't even know which, which Randall this is now. Call, he's call, call them Little Randall. This is middle, yeah. middle age. Middle Randall. Because yeah. they're 13 now. Wait, well, actually, no. Because remember, they've all shifted in yeah, ages. Shifted I know, and he just his voice is deeper, so it's like fucking like, me like, up. Yeah, so the 10 year olds are 13 now, so they're teens. Talk about your so I called them the <laughs> Yeah, I called them the little ones, and then the teenagers are adults now. So I call oh, them adults, the middle yeah. ones. So because when Randall was like, when explaining to him, oh, I've got to do, I've got to work this hard because I'm in this thing. He basically was just shouting at Kevin to say, you mediocre, <laughs> mediocre. And Kevin was like, you, you just actually, shrug. You actually have no, because it, it just made it very clear that he actually has no reason to not, not be able to do the things mm. that he is doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kate has the oppression of being the only girl and a woman. Randall is a black man. Kevin. And look, you even realize it's the the epitome of American, of America, of America, you know. And Kevin is still working on his body. And guess what? Randall going viral. And, you know, (laughs) Randall's chiseled. He's going to be even more mad. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you're even. Randall got you beaten that, too. (laughs) I'm screaming. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he gets jealous over Randall going viral and not even trying? (laughs) Because it's gonna be a it's gonna be attention that once again Randall is getting and he's gonna go viral yeah. and then Kevin's gonna do what? How, oh, see, I told you, Randall got it good. He's even going viral because of his body and he's doing good in Philadelphia. Yeah, and he's smart. He's minding his black business and serving his community. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. As, as you as you said, Marquis, he's you're digging from nowhere. Yeah. Before we get into Randall and his um, I I, I would like to call that the comedic subplot which I think was really necessary because we've been going through a lot of trauma. So like for them to give us humor. But anyway, before we get into that, I was watching The Crown and I'm not digressing, but there was an episode where um, the Queen and Thatcher talk about their favorite children. And it's basically the whole episode from this episode of um, This Is Us. Who do you think is Rebecca's favorite child? I know they say parents aren't supposed to have favorites, but apparently every parent does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have children. I feel so. like she's tired of all of them. I feel like she's tired of all of them. <laughs> Every minute. Bug. Bug. <laughs> Kev. Random. Oh my God. Like, are you not exhausted by these children? Flipping I think out. it's probably Kate. I think I... I yeah, I was going to say You think Kate. Kate's her favorite? Yeah. I think, I think she's cha- been trying to connect with Kate. Yeah, she chases like after Kate's love. That is, that Randall's is, the easiest child for her to deal with, yeah. but she chases after Kate. Easy in her world, she doesn't understand the complexity of the issues that he goes through. So yeah. she sees him as a very base yeah, yeah. level, and he doesn't want to make her feel guilty for some of the things she doesn't understand. So that's mm. probably why it seems easier for her. But Kate, because she's a woman, she probably assumes that she'll probably get Kate a bit more um, because she's a girl. And gone. Yeah, yeah so you would imagine that because, you know, a lot of mothers who have daughters, typically, from what I've experienced with regards to people in my own family, and experience, they want to be connected with their daughters, mm. you know? And it's just, and I feel like she has been trying to really connect with Kate, and I think across the series from what we've seen in general, and it's always just been this pushback, been this slight rejection. There's, there's, there's been gives and takes and stuff, and there's been a few moments, but then it's been like... I don't really see much of a relationship. I don't see much of a relationship between them. Although even that, even even Becca moving over to LA to be with them around Jack was that kind of 
I want to be here. Yeah. Mm. I want to kind of like connect with you. Not to say my grandchild, like, she is the grandchild as the, as the reason, as the way in. But. That's interesting. So I didn't think that at all. But as I've heard three of you talk, I'm like, actually, you're right. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was Kevin. I thought Kevin was her favorite, mm. but she probably lived with the disappointment that Kevin decided to go to New York when he turned 18. And because she reacted that way, I thought Kevin was her favorite. But hearing you guys mm. talk, I'm like, you know what? It might have been Kate because Kate, she, she didn't leave straight away. But we do know that Kate, when she was 18, she kind of, mm. she withdrew from the family. Like they say that she just kind of disappeared or it's like she really cut herself off. Like we've heard hints of that before. And I think obviously now knowing what we know now, there's clues into why she may have done that. Like we can go into theories about that later. Um, but yeah, Kevin, I mean, Kate being the favorite did not cross my mind until you guys just spoke. Not once. Do you know why I think that Kevin is boring. I, I think part of that is because we were still yet to investigate Kate's life um, and, and her relationships and, kind of her crutches if you will because we've only just basically seen like her in her 18 year old um trauma and everything that's going on there we've had more of a exploration into randall and kevin and the things that they've gone through um and we've kind of seen rebecca be the focus of both of their pain and that's probably why the assumption is that randall and kevin have a better relationship because you've got the baseball card storyline with kevin and then with Randall, yeah. you've got the whole, um, well, the whole Randall storyline, yeah. his life. entire life. Yeah. Whereas with Kate, <laughs> like the only thing you've got is trauma. Like the fact that, um, the, the fact that um, Kate and her boyfriend were fighting in a, in a lodge somewhere in the mountains. And the then cabin, Rebecca, yeah. in their cabin, yeah, in the mountains. Um, <laughs> like, why would you send your kid? Anyway. Um, and then um, <laughs> Rebecca goes and saves them. And that's kind of, an example of her love and how much she cares about Kate and everything. But we don't really get to see much of their relationship except for like when they clash, um, when she's much younger and there's questions about comparison between Kate and her and her weight and everything. Um, but I imagine there's a probably a very loving relationship between them as well that hasn't been shown yeah. as much. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, like Alex said, she moved out to LA to be with Jack and Kate and Toby, um, which yeah. must be for a reason. She must've thought yeah. that Randall and, um, Kevin could look after themselves, so yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so adult Randall, guys, I'm see, I don't want to like objectify anybody because <laughs> I spend a lot of like a lot of my career saying, you know, don't objectify women, but I'm just saying, Sterling K. Brown, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I am appreciating the writers for writing that scene in. And it served its value. Like I said, we needed a comedic subplot. And we got to see what we got to see. And as the resident Sterling K. Brown fan and the person who appreciates his intellect and art, not just his body, I was Come very on, happy. That. You better mm -hmm. throw in them qualifiers. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy. That, like, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> like my face, the whole episode. It was Beth making fun of him for me. Oh I said, God. "You know what?" No, you know, there were so many funny things that happened in that scene. Oh my God! One of the funniest things that happened in that scene, yeah, and it was—I don't even think it was supposed oh to be intentionally funny, but um, 
Can we talk about the Malik thing quickly? Just a okay, part of yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, part yeah, of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk very, about Malik. Like very quickly, Malik was talking about how he woke up at four thirty a.m. because he had to feed his daughter and everything, and um, like why he was six minutes late. The funny part for me was Randall out of nowhere just goes, "I was seventeen year old when my father died." I was just like, I was like, this isn't a competition. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what kind of trauma bonding is this? That's what I said. That's what I, I was I'm surprised you didn't right say when I, was, when I was one day old, my father left me at a fire station. <laughs> and I was adopted by white people. She's, he's like, you know, your daughter knows her father. No. <laughs> I also laughed at that part, Eden. I love That's what I was going to bring up. I said, now Randall, this is not about you right now. He was trying to be empathetic. He's trying so hard to connect. Right, so Malik. Oh, okay, so right. So Malik got on my nerves because <laughs> when he arrived there late, I was like, "Yes, Randall, I would say the exact same thing." Yes, you would. If you actually made it sound fun. I would have said, "You're late. This is ain't good." I probably would have made it into a joke. But anyway, you like you made. Can it I just say Randall wasn't was like, even right. ready? Let's be Randall honest. Randall was, just got right. downstairs. He was still picking a tie. Yeah. Randall was ready. He wasn't ready. ready. He Randall, wasn't ready. Randall stayed ready. <laughs> he was still <laughs> discussing <laughs> his tie. I beg. And don't be disrespectful. <laughs> he stays. We stay ready all the time. And um, so, yeah, like, so Malik arrives late and then was falling asleep in the meeting. And you know what? I could empathize with the falling asleep in me. I've been in like I've been, you know, when you do the work experience things and it's really boring and it's just like. <laughs> but also, you're tired because you want to make it work, but then you're concentrating so hard that you fall asleep. So like, I get it. That's when I started to empathize. I was like, oh, okay, I see you. You're, and I had to remember that he is what fourteen. Nah, he's. 12? I think he's a senior. What's a senior in um, America? Seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Right. Yeah. What? I have to remember that he's seventeen. Remember, because he's a little bit older than Deja, and that was an issue for Randall and um, Beth. Wow. A levels, right? Mm. A level and GCSE. Um, so yeah, so I was just like, okay, cool. You know. And you know what? Like I was, I was annoyed because obviously, for context of this, you know, he left this thing running when he shit when Randall told him to turn it <laughs> off, and then Rand- and he caught Randall doing striptease all up in this office. <laughs> I understand why he let, why, why he had to do it. Go on. Okay, you know. so I have a question for you guys. Yeah, this is this this is the thing I said before that didn't make sense. When something is happening on your screen and you get a phone call, do you guys do this? Never. No, yeah, I answer the phone looking at back. the screen because yeah. I'm working. I'm getting, mm-hmm. I'm on a salary, getting paid. Why are you on the phone looking behind you? How does that even make any <laughs> sense whatsoever? So when the stuff is going on, I'm like, turn around, and he has, doesn't turn around. Like, turn around. The man is still not turning around. You're not looking at anyone. I don't understand the logic behind that. And the conversation well, was not even actually, that deep. Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> what actually really irritated me was who is calling him about his daughter, which which is not. His it was his mum. Now, why is your mum calling you about your daughter? I, do you know what? His, do you know what made <laughs> so me? So that guy, that was that to me. If you don't know what you're doing, you're <laughs> no, 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 no. Alex, I can imagine what his mum was like. His mum must have been like, "I'm trying to teach my son to take responsibility for his child, no, mo- no matter what he's doing." Because remember when we first met Malik, and and his parents, his parents were on his neck, like he couldn't slip up on any little thing. So his mum's like. I can't remember what the issue was. Let's say she didn't know where the dummy is. His mom's like, this boy did not tell me where the dummy is, so I'm going to have to call him, and he has to take responsibility for every little thing. So that's what I kind of imagined. Like, whatever the issue was, I bet his mom could have dealt with it. 
Is that good but parenting? But his mum's like, is that good parenting? Huh? No. <laughs> but she's this not even parenting. parenting that, this is parenting. She's parenting. That, parenting, this is parenting, parenting that we argued about last week. No, no, week. I mean, no, 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 no. But this I is mean, different parenting. I mean, this is to call your son, to call your son, is that good parenting? Most people don't need to parent their child who's a parent. So I don't know. There's I, too much going oh, on I, here. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold. I simply just thought he like misplaced something and he was looking and she was looking for things. And then she called him because this is also going to be the first time he's technically out of the house and he won't be there in the morning to like necessarily take care we, of his daughter. We have to remember it's a pandemic. And it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. So I think that might have also played a role in okay. it. I still don't think Malik should have turned that ass around <laughs> because even when he did, um, I was still shook. Because I'm not going to lie. My one little gripe is the fact that immediately after Randall was ready to reprimand him, he immediately went into the sob story, and I said, you know what? I get the context. I'm still a stand, but I also can recognize that you yeah. still messed up on your first. You had one job. Did you do what? I was here. I, I shouted that. I was like, you had one job, bro. <laughs> to, just to press end of stream. That's what you had to do. Press end stream. I've actually done and that to someone. So that, and, and, could you, do, you know what? I don't like what people say, but... I understand that I did this, and I thought he was gonna stop there. I thought he was gonna be like, "I did wrong, I did it." I thought he was gonna stop there because you know this is us. You know how they had to do accountability. They oh, do absolutely. Then I, then I heard, but and I was like, <laughs> do, you, "Do you know what I was that like, is?" But where? Do you know what that is? There. What do you that, mean? I'm going viral now. Do you know, know what that is? Malik gave Randall a Randall speech because Randall be doing that. Randall yep. does that all the time. He has a speech yep. for everything. He would drive you cross country with a prepared speech so that you will understand his point. He just he yeah. just gave that prepared speech at the end of it. Yeah, and this is in, fi- in honor of William Hill <laughs> and everybody. I said, you know what? William lives on forever. My God. Mm, amen to that. But damn, let the but, man rest in peace. <laughs> let him rest in peace. It's like, so funny, though. Moment. We're going to really see that relationship start to grow. But it just made me even appreciate Deja's character even more. Because she's just like, I, love Deja. I can't stand you, I but Deja. I love you. Oh, I love De- Deja in this episode. <laughs> did you recognize something? Yes, this she said did you dad. Recognize something this episode? Did you, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah, said she dad. She said, she said first yeah. time. Yeah. I, I, I clocked it and no one clocked it. But I think that was meant to, as in the characters didn't clock it. But I think it was just meant to be like natural. Well, Randall... Like, Randall did say at the beginning, um, yeah, I'm like your father and your boyfriend are going to be going to work together and stuff like that. I think that's the first time I've heard of him refer to himself. Him yeah, say that. as well. So yeah. maybe something I, happened. Yeah, I think like to him, no. I don't think she ever directly says yeah. it. To yeah, him. I feel like I feel like because in a sense it is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like she never grew up with a father. It's just trying adjustment. There's still periods of like she wouldn't she wouldn't call Beth mom. Yeah, that would have been. But she knows yeah. that she knows she she knows the position of which, that, that Beth that Beth has in her life. You know, she's um, an amazing actress. So when so I saw, her, just to say oh so. my god, she's yeah, amazing. She oh, she Lyric is. Ross, she she's is. incredible. She is. Amazing. She is, man. That character development. Mm. It's not even just that. It's I, like what it's like what Marquise was saying about pulling from a certain place in your life okay. as well. Like when she acts. She has. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that many lines in this episode, but you can feel the weight in what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Like when she came, to, yeah. when she said to um, Randall, "You know, you're ruining my life, right?" You can tell there was a part of her that was happy, but there mm-hmm. was a resent. There was kind of like a, I don't know how to act in this moment type of reaction as well. So. Yeah, like the words it's a seemed of, harsh. It's a series of yeah. firsts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. It's a series of firsts mm-hmm. because she's never had a dad mm-hmm. to know how to be embarrassed or a boyfriend. Dad, you know what I mean? Like 
Or a boyfriend. Oh, I love this so guy. Either way, oh my god. It's a series of firsts, man. I love oh. Deja. Good yeah, I love Deja. I might, I might, at the start of the episode, I said I liked Annie. I think I meant Deja. Like, what's going on? Deja is just amazing. And I really... Oh, you meant, you meant no, Deja? No, no, no. I actually... I actually Annie. Annie had one, Annie had no, one it, line. No, that's what made me laugh. Down. That's what actually made me laugh. So I meant Can Annie. I Can I see? <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> and then when she was like, Mom, my hair's giving me a fright. I was like, sis, are you in London? <laughs> London, 1700. <laughs> she said, I told you to stop letting her watch Little Women. <laughs> it was that, like, Annie was giving me that comedic element that I really felt like we needed um, in this episode. Yeah. So I thought they pulled out Annie. Because remember I said, she can't have many lines, child labor laws, but they let her have the, the comedy element. And that's why I said Annie, because she made me laugh every time she spoke. It, it was, was the black women who brought so much comedy. Beth, this, the way she was episode. dancing, I was like, "That would be Beth, me. Like, that would be me." <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> she. It's like she waited all day, stood by the door to make fun of her husband for strip teasing <laughs> on the internet, and that would be me. When I if when I'm married and my husband, I hope my husband doesn't do that. But if he does, I'll be waiting by the door. <laughs> you will not get sympathy from me. I am going to joke. I'm going to laugh about it for years. Mm. And I, that's what I love Beth and Randall like so much. She, like without she trying. She allowed him though. That that black love. She was like, she was like, let me know when. <laughs> so that I can just laugh at you. <laughs> but I'm gonna allow you. But I'm still gonna make fun of you. Oh my god! Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, nah. yeah. I liked. I liked their little. I liked their storyline this this episode. Yeah. yeah. Like Toby said, we did need the Tobik. The Tobik. The the comedic relief. And... I mean, you could call it that. The Tobik. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we we definitely yeah. did need it because they were quite heavy. I don't want to say heavy. Like very realistic episodes. We kind of need something to just watch sometimes, like escapism. So it was just mm-hmm. nice to kind of get into that a bit. Because mm-hmm. they're about to wreck us. Yeah, yeah. They are. they're about to wreck us. We needed a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the long break that we're having now, because January the 5th is still rude, but let's say, you know, if it was a normal timetable, we needed that little break. Yeah. Because we're clearly about to go and revisit Kate's um, horrible boyfriend, that storyline, that Mark storyline. Oh. Mm. He was, tr- he was trash. What kind, where did she find In the record him? store. Oh, in the record store. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't find your boyfriend yeah. in the record store. Oh, if they tell you they listen to Solange, looks... don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy just looks unclean. Yeah, yeah, so Kate. Kate this week, guys. I called it. I said there was something that happened to Kate. It was probably yeah. a baby. Um, did you guys know? Like, cl- no, carry on, Alex. So, yeah. No, I, I was also sorry. To, I was just about to say, like, I just saw when she, um, when she had the interaction with the woman that's going to give her her baby. Um, I forgot what her name is. Uh, Ellie. Um, mm-hmm. Ellie. So, yeah, when she's been spoke to Ellie and then she was talking about going to the abortion clinic mm-hmm. and then Kate was like, I don't, I, I don't judge mm-hmm. you for that. And it was just that moment. Mm-hmm. And my cousin was like, mm-hmm. you're probably reading into it a bit too much. And I'm like, this is this is us. Like, you can't even, you can't even sleep. You, you can't, can't even... Blink. You can't it. even sleep. You, you can't look away. <laughs> You've got to, like, everything has to be like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. Why is this there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when it came up in there and I was like, see? Yeah. This is what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Also, that whole reaction from Ellie because she wanted to name the baby Chloe was a bit much for it's me. It's a lie. It's triggering. No, it's triggering. Come on. I think so. Certain names, certain names were certain names would do Robert Skeke. Actually, there's one particular like, name. I can't even say it that yeah. I can't stand. Voldemort. Alex knows the name, you know. 
Gives him a C. Oh, it's crazy because Alex is the name that triggers me. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you're here. You're in my face. I'm just going to be saying Alex's name in your face, Marquis. So, you know, the other day, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I twitch it. I twitch it and whatnot. I'm done. So, Eden, you thought it was a bit much? I just thought it was a lie. I just. I I just. I didn't think it. All right, so Alex has got me stuttering because it is trauma and it is like her thing that she's going through so we have to accept that that that's the reason she reacted like that but i'm just thinking if that was the only thing that made you leave the hospital in that way was it a bit over dramatized it wasn't that though it wasn't that it was the moment in that i I feel like she had i feel like the memory had triggered when she left the hospital but i feel like she was fine but kate brought it up outside it was the that it was the um, it was the trigger at the Mm. point when it happened you know what I'm saying so I don't think she was like oh my god this person said that I had a, a, a huge birthmark on my chest and this man didn't want to see me blah, 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 blah. like I don't think it was like mm. that way and down I think it was just more of like oh yeah school was kind of peak like yeah know, I guess yeah. maybe so. it reminded her of her <laughs> husband actually maybe the Chloe name True. then just reminded her of her husband and just yeah. everything that so she'd been through maybe I don't it, know does this also then set up for the future so they never ended up naming the baby. They, maybe they still get the baby. They just didn't name that baby Chloe. Yeah. In honor of that mom. So, so then it will. So the baby in the future is called Haley. Her name is actually. Yeah, Haley. the baby's called Haley. But yeah. my thing is, why did Kate get to name the child while Toby was just like, oh, the baby's going to be called this? Like, she said the name Chloe, and then Toby was like, oh, the baby's going to be called Chloe. Like, he, like, he had no. Suggest Toby's detaching. He had, he had no way of suggesting the name or anything. He just said, "Oh, it's going to be called Chloe." But Toby, Toby's not trying to attach like that until the baby's in the yeah. house legally. Yeah, yeah. he kept saying it. He said, "Don't get excited. The baby's not technically ours. She mm-hmm. didn't relinquish her right. She didn't do this." So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah all those Toby, papers they had to sign. Like. I said, Ugh. "I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame Toby, my namesake, because it's like all these things that you have to go through. I wouldn't attach so soon because." There's this thing called like when you when you feel like um, joy is foreboding where you don't allow yourself to be completely happy until either until the thing actually lands. And I'm like that in real life anyway. It's like I don't think I'm not going to be completely happy until I actually start that job because Mm. I'm not going to believe. Huh? That's trauma. It is trauma. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Alex is that that guy that reminds you, isn't it? Like you'll just be having a conversation and then from the corner of the room, you'll just hear that's trauma. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like as well. Like in the back of your head, that's it's trauma. trauma. Like you'll be, you'll be doing the most that basic thing. Like you'll be at a, at a shop somewhere ordering a bacon sandwich and they'll be like, oh, I don't want ketchup. And Alex will just be like, that's trauma. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, allow me, man. Allow me not to night. It's true. What reason, what Did reason you would you not want it on, I was the, like... on the dry piece of bread? <laughs> Like, why would you? Thing is, you got you, you got to weigh it up, innit? Like, if 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 the eating experience is going to be more be made more oh difficult without God. the thing that you do not want, there must be a reason why you do not want it. <laughs> it must and be trauma. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love Alex so much. You just I can't, don't. You just can't name your baby after him. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. 
you imagine? Little Alex is walking around. That's just triggering. That child would just be like, Mommy is trauma. One day he's going to be cussing me out. The next day he's just like, Let's actually just sit down and talk about your mental health. Like, we really should have this conversation. I love you and I do this because I love you. And then I'm just like, We can still do it. You get kind of invited to a therapy session every Sunday. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. In, in the Gmail yeah. inbox. In, 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 <gasps> interventions. Uh, Appreciate you, Alex. Help me interventions. redefine my masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's beside the point. Uh, Where are we at? Could I, could I just, on that masculinity thing, um, with regards to Jack and that whole thing. Yes. So, when, you, when he said that Kevin was soft, what did you guys? When you, what was that? What was what came up? Remind me. I was like, Jack, you not you. Rem- it's Basically, not Kevin came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin came in after football practice, and um, American football practice. And he came in and he said um, that he didn't want to play the game, and he was like, you know, he's watching TV. Jack turned it off, etc. Blah blah blah. Go upstairs. Anyway, so him and Kate were having this conversation, telling him about, oh, he wants, she, he doesn't want to do Becca. it anymore. Rebecca. Jack, yeah, Rebecca said that, yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin, Jack relayed all the things that he's quit, that, that Kevin has quit, um, and then says, and then he kind of stopped himself. He's like, you're making him, and then Kate was like, no, Rebecca was like, what? And he's like, pause, and he's like, dramatic, and then you're like, oh, you're making him soft, and Kevin heard it. Oh, okay. Um, so, so what do we think about that? I think, the thing I like yeah. about This Is Us, right, is they give very realistic reactions to situations. And in the 70s, 80s, what year would it have been? It would have been, so they're 40 that, years That would have been the 90s. Yeah. 80s. That would have been the 90s. When they're 13 is the 90s, yeah. Yeah, so in the 90s, masculinity was something that was like very, pretty much the same, very macho, very, um, the ideal of not being able to show emotion, not being able to um, be emotional. And the, the reason I like This Is Us so much is the fact that they show that toxic side of masculinity. They don't try to make Jack above that. They make him part of that um, reality as well. And the thing with masculinity when it comes to people saying, that's enough or I can't do anymore, you all think it's America as well. Like working and working hard is something that is installed in Americans from birth. As soon as you can work, you should be working. If you're not working, well, I tell you on the group chat, I've been working since I could it, at the age of sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So when he said soft, like yeah. I wasn't surprised that he used that word, and I'm not surprised if that affected Kevin so deeply as well. Um, but in terms of masculinity, I do think that there is this idea that men who um, get that emotional embrace from like women or um, like are kind of loved to the point of saying. I'm tired and all of these types of things. It's evident that that's kind of seen as feminine, feminine, or it's kind of seen as something that a man is not allowed to do. You're not allowed to be emotional. You're not allowed to say I'm tired or get coddled or any of those types of things. So, yeah, it was interesting. It was just interesting seeing Kevin get that reaction from Jack. Mm-hmm. Which is also interesting because we also see Randall, who's the parallel in terms of how they had to grow up in their masculinity and rando even then like he doesn't actually ascribe to like all of these masculine things because he's using his brain most of the time like he's he's a geek for the most part Mm. like that's how he operates so i'm always like interested 
and even thinking about how Randall's masculinity isn't necessarily talked about throughout his like upbringing and stuff, but it's there though. The toxic masculine traits are the never failing. Uh, never exactly, and they didn't think about it in that kind of space because yeah. um, Randall imposed that on a lot of himself because obviously he has to because that's his survival mechanism. Whereas for Kevin, I think it's also interesting to think about because what is it? Sterling K. Brown said, "Is there a different thing between fathering and mothering?" <clears throat> on his, he tweeted that yesterday or whatever, and I think it's like interesting because there is a space where I'm just like let Kevin feel these things so he can figure it out. But there's also another part where I remember my mom put me in sports too. And it was like, here's your discipline. Like, so when I started playing basketball in sixth grade, I was just like, all right, I don't want to do this thing, but let me do this to build this relationship with my mom because she played basketball Mm. as well. And so I was just like, oh, I'm more of the artsy kid. And then I was like the Randall, not the Kevin in my family. So I was just like, let me get the books. Let me get my arts done. Let me do this. But then there was still like that little bit of validation I wanted from my mom. And so I was just like, let me get into this. And hopefully like that form of validation will ultimately end up getting there. And also come to realize like, which I hope Kevin gets to sooner because he doesn't need that validation in order to feel worthy um, of what he loves to do. Like is acting what he actually loves to do or does he do it just to get by? Right. Like he doesn't actually know what he loves. And that's something I learned that obviously in like eighth grade when I said, mom, I don't want to play basketball anymore. I want to, <laughs> I want to dance. Ooh, like I want to play boy. my cello. Like this is what I want to do. So seeing Kevin, I think that might be a little bit more of my frustration with him more and more over it. But I'm just like, bro, you can do better. But I think they're trying to find that space of what does it mean to raise like this boy who's coming into his development, this teenage boy. And where's that balance? And I think, yeah, we see it as coddling, but I wonder what would have happened if Jack would have taken more time to just sit down with Kevin and be like, what do you like? What do you need? How do we do this? Instead of just pushing like, no, he has to learn this through failing and he has to stick to something. And every time he's stuck to something, it's not for him. I had a thought. So when you said, um, what does Kevin love to do? I was like, you know what? It's so true. Like Kevin's fallen into things. He fell into acting and... You know, it didn't really go well for him, but he took off his shirt and then suddenly the manny started popping off and then he kind of just fell into being a movie with a whole um, Sylvester Stallone. So, okay, he's fallen into things. Cool. You're right. I don't think he loves acting because if he really and truly loved acting, and I have evidence for this, if he truly and really loved acting, he would have asserted himself sooner. This is not his first movie. He's He's been in two, three now like big hollywood mm-hmm. movies he's not asserted himself when when have we seen kevin assert himself there have been times when he has asserted himself when he wants to help people when he wants to help that vet vet woman he went above and beyond like it was it was like okay kevin it's enough when he wanted to help his uncle nicky or find out about his uncle nicky he went up he flew all the way to vietnam like he he like he would have broken his back to find out the truth and to make sure Nikki's okay. That's a thought. Where is Nikki? But anyway, that's when Kevin loves doing what he's doing, and we've seen it. He's not gone above him. He's not gone. What at what point did we see him prepare for this role? After he did, went to go and read his lines afterwards. So but that's kind of what Foster was saying, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you, it's like you can be good, you can be great. Yeah. And it goes back to what Marquise was saying about you're digging from a shallow well. <laughs> <laughs> Crutches, so, shallow wells, empty vessel. Yeah, so empty vessel. It's one of them. It's one of them ones, man. One of them ones. I pity him. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Snap. Um, did you guys notice something in this episode? And you know I'm always n- noticing things, but I think I found my answer, though. So when Kate, um, we find out that um, the reason why Kate didn't go to New York when that New York ep- episode happened, like last season, and she's like, no, mom, I'll stay. And then she gets up and she pulls out a box and she pulls out something out of the box. It wasn't a pregnancy test. It was an ovulation box. That's what, that's what my cousin said. It was an ovulation box. And I was like... Because I assumed when I saw the box... Because when she got up, I was already like, this woman was pregnant. Because I've been saying it. So I was watching the box like a hawk. And it was an ovulation box. And for those who don't know, that's the test you take when you want to find out if you can get pregnant. Not if you are pregnant. Ah, okay. I'm I'm going to show myself up here because I didn't know that. So Yeah, that's why I explained it. Yeah, I explained it because I knew that I, I... yeah, I know men don't tend to know that because it's just... Out. <laughs> Whereas Alex is here, like, I knew this already. Look. <laughs> I didn't know that was the box. When my cousin said that, I was like, oh, that's what she's testing. Yeah. So I was just like, why is she trying to find out when she can get pregnant? Oh, okay. This is blown it. She's Did, trying yeah. to get pregnant. She w- so, oh, but she pulled out... Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I was oh like, was that a mistake? On no, so now, that changes this is, up this so is something yeah, that does. I want to add because I said it does change everything, right? And I was like, how does that even make sense? But then a part of me was like, hmm, what if it was an error on the This Is Us people? Because, okay, I'm I, in my head, I'm like, they don't make mistakes ever. However, I saw Dan Fogelman tweet something and I was like, you know what? This could have been a mistake for the first time ever. He tweeted that. So uh, the show came out Tuesday night in America. They didn't finish editing until Monday. And that's what they've been doing for the past four weeks. They finished editing. Wow. Mandy Moore tweeted they didn't finish filming until last week. Like they are stretched and they're trying to catch up, which is why their break is so much. So because I went on their Twitters, because you know what I'm like. So I wanted to see because Dan yeah, Fogelman usually somebody. does. Um, yeah, I'm a very determined somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely has to be my quote. Yeah, I, I had. It's like I have no life, but it is what it is. But this is why I do this for a profession. Like this is literally what I do for a profession. So I was like, yeah. I want. I was like, let me because Dan Fogelman usually does an interview and he didn't do an interview this week. So I was like, maybe he'll tweet. I want to see if he'll tweet like clues or whatever. One of the clues that he tweeted was um, that Mark, present day Mark, is going to come back, Kate's boyfriend. Um, from when he was young so oh, yeah. I was like oh that's interesting but then I was like hold on a second this is how they've been working on the duress because I've been angry all day when I found out the show's not coming back <laughs> until January the 5th but I kind of yeah. understand now they, they need they to need the time they, they actually fully need to film because they only started filming in September but you know what I've already said this to you guys off air like I need them to hurry up because Mandy Moore's pregnant she's showing and I'm seeing it I'm seeing it on screen so I'm like Older pensioner Rebecca can't be turning up with a pregnant baby. <laughs> oh, they're about to her. She's only gonna be seen at like and neck chest out, nose up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want no scandal scandal shots because I was tired when Olivia Pope, when Kerry Washington was pregnant. I said, Nah, I'm tired. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, so yes, um, Kate and the ovulation box. I, I'm not sure if that was on purpose or a mistake. It would be sick if it was on purpose. Like, it would be so sick if Kate was trying. I think yeah. it was on purpose. I don't think there are any mistakes mm. <laughs> in this show. <laughs> no matter how stressed they are. Because mm. that would be interesting. Because now it's just like, if she got that positive, and what if, it might have been a false positive, but if it was a positive in that moment, she was probably actively like seeking out having a child yeah. so much throughout her entire life. That has blown my mind. And, Ooh, yeah. dude, I, that did not register in my brain. But I, I got another, I got a question as well. So obviously, Kate has issues having children in the future. What was the reason mm-hmm. why? Again, I can't remember what the reason. Her was. weight, I believe. Her size. Age, age, um, and weight. Okay, age cool. and weight. So, so I was I wondering think, if there was a connection. Yeah, yeah. So I think obviously age and weight, and then. She yeah she did say after giving birth to um, baby Jack something went something happened in the operation room so but age and weight essentially yeah okay yeah that has blown yeah. my mind honestly because uh, it just changes the message in the show because originally I thought it was an accidental thing but now if she's actively trying to have a child by this person maybe to keep him in her life or. Mm-hmm. Um, some 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 reason that is just insane. Mind blowing. Do you think she? I don't, and I don't even know if it would have even go to like her having an abortion, like at some point in her twenties, or even like after at that age at eighteen. Is it even to go as far as saying like maybe she even gave up a kid for adoption, mm-hmm. and they might not have noticed it and just blamed it on Kate with gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And so there's that moment where they're just like, mm, maybe I didn't notice Kate might have been pregnant during this time because mm-hmm. she went dark throughout that di- time she could have mm-hmm. potentially have already have had a kid mm-hmm. or lost mm-hmm. a kid um in some way shape or form so mm-hmm. she might we might even get a miscarriage story but i would be yeah. very interested to see like what that would look like because if it was a miscarriage then she would probably where she was trying to have a kid she now had a grown fear of having a child that would have been her she's had a miscarriage in we've watched her have a miscarriage with toby so like that could have been her second miscarriage which which is why i don't think it was a miscarriage because i would have felt like that would have been a, a, a that would have been yeah it would have been a plot hole really because it would have been like we didn't really see her yeah. react to that miscarriage as but, as if she's had one before yeah you know her, her having an abortion makes sense for the behavior right that she exhibits uh, towards everybody not knowing what's going on but she's going through this thing yeah. that nobody knows what's going on do you know what i'm yeah. saying right um but boy kate's about to open up a whole can of worms mm. there my prediction is that she yeah. had a baby gave birth to a baby and gave the baby up for adoption i don't want i don't want that. i don't know i don't, I don't want that so. anyway i don't think so because part of me was like that's Haley, and then i thought that part of me was like nah the age gap is too <gasps> small between Haley Jesus and jack Christ, what? Yeah, I thought I was thinking, oh my god, what if the the what if she had a baby it comes and back. then like it, it like it like they find her again, oh, no, they don't the go with Ellie, and then it's Haley. Then I was like, but then I was like, nah, that's so wait, too, how, how old would that's Kate too be? Hugger. She's forty now. She she would have had that baby at eighteen, nineteen. That child is. So my be nah, I don't. No, I don't 20, want that storyline. Right, and old. we're if way in the future. Writers, if you're that, listening yeah. to this, just cut it out. No, no, no. That Haley is not the baby. Doesn't the age gap? You're right, Alex. Age gap makes no sense. Even if they have a, all right. But even if they have a baby. Sorry, writers, if you're hearing this, cut out the script now. 
Uh, well, you don't want fire you don't the want person baby you cast to, to be Haley at twenty two. <laughs> we don't need it. It wouldn't be good. I just don't want to watch that. No, it and also it, it, no, it wouldn't make Hayley. sense because yeah. um, Jack in the future, like Haley would have to be like what fifty. She would that's have to. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like the age doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense unless Haley is the daughter of their of her first child. Oh. No, he said that's his sister, not his. No, I, I can't cousin. Like, keep it simple, man. I can't. Do <laughs> no, this, this is we've turned this <laughs> into <laughs> telenovela. Just now, have please. the baby, and it grows up to be <laughs> Haley. Like it doesn't need to be all of this left, right, center stuff. Like just have this the you, so, have the you, and then let the you look after her brother in the hospital in the scene that we saw, have and that's you. it. That doesn't need to be all the extra stuff. Have the <laughs> like, oh my god! Because that's why it like threw me off. I, I and I only went to like that because at the end of the episode I like misread the ending and like I said Randall's not half Asian that's better than Williams child that better I said if that is not Williams child I will fight to tooth and nail but I think it is I was just yeah. like when I first saw the scene when I first looked at it and he's like watching Randall I'm just like is he going to tell his mom is his I, mom around no, his is that the connection I think and dead. that confirms also that that the granddad and the granddad granddaughter scene was in present day times or at least after no yeah he looked, he looked older, older. He, looked older. he did look older older from older, much older than the when yeah. we saw him fishing he had gray hair he had gray hair he, and did he, he not have gray hair, hair well. when he was fishing pardon so when he's talking to his granddaughter did he not have gray hair then no i don't remember seeing gray hair i know he looked I felt like yeah, he was he older. older. I didn't look at that big. Then the older. first time we saw him, no, not the, the picture. Yeah. The picture is irrelevant in this conversation. So in this episode now, he looked older than when we first met him when he went fishing with his yes. grand with his granddaughter. Oh, oh, God, that doesn't even explain what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that means him waiting for Laurel to come would have confirmed that Laurel is alive in present day time, and he's gotten back in touch with laurel i think laurel's dead if i'm being honest i think she, i think laurel i think she died that doesn't explain anything about laurel and, and this and this and this man's gonna tell randall about about laurel his mom. but about also laurel. i'm tired man is well, it every, be is dead, it every man? day some some like like 70 year old or eight year old person comes into the family drops some knowledge and then just disappears like is it every <laughs> single does it have to happen every few seasons or something like we had we had william now we have Nikki, and what we're gonna have this guy now as well, and then what he's gonna die at the end, and we're gonna have an emotional connection to this man. And it's I'll listen, trauma is a real thing. I'll, I remember, I remember, epi- trauma. I remember episode fourteen, the <laughs> specific number for oh a reason. God, I can't connect. I, I can't connect to another old man again for a TV show. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Don't, we don't need to. We don't need to connect to this man. We need to connect nah. to the story. We don't, don't need to do connect it, to this do man. I don't I'm need not to know built his name. All I need to. All I need to know is what happened to Laurel. Where don't make me, don't make me emotionally here? attached to another character. I'm not built for that. Don't get attached to the, ch- to Alex, the, to the man. Alex. Alex. He's going to get attached to the man. Remember how he explained how he got into This Is Us? He wanted to prove that This Is Us ain't going to make me cry. And then he was bawling. <laughs> so he's, gonna get, he's going to get attached to the man. We all are. And that's why we're all here talking about This Is Us. This is why people are listening. Because we're all shocked by how we feel towards the storyline, towards the characters. We're all in shock, and that's why we need a support group. This man, so yes, this Eden's going to get attached to the this man. This man's going to die. And you know why it's I'm annoying? The man was literally <laughs> on an island catching fish and cooking it with his Mind granddaughter. Mind his business. Yeah. And he's going to come meet the Pearsons, and then his blood pressure is going to come through the roof. <coughs> and then... He'll be like, all of you is a mess. And then season six, episode 14, he's dead. And then we're just like... 
<laughs> just like again. Just like again. At least we know Nikki makes it makes it past Rebecca. Because man said again. <laughs> like people don't die. In it, like people don't die. You know what? Life. You know what? Actually, I, and this is why I, this is and this is why I was like I, at the very beginning. I was like I have a, I am now edging towards being a Malik stand because without Malik, that video would have not got to my guy in the cabin it would shed. And it wouldn't have. Because they would have been Oh, okay, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. And that is and and that is synchronicity, my friends. Mm. And that is why Malik has a purpose. Oh, okay. So I, you're apologizing. I, I, I don't stand for him. Because mm. he was because he was trash, because he should have actually just pressed the button. But and he did he didn't need to take it turn his back on the computer. But that aside, we would not have a progression on Randall's story without Yeah. Him. I guess Randall was already gonna have a progression. Okay, he, he was not. He, he couldn't. He was not. He was, he was not. No, it's not the first. Not. It's not the first All time Randall's was not. been on All the news. Randall's gonna do. As far as Randall had was concerned, his mother was not there. He was just working through with his issues with the therapist. There was no connection. There'll be no like step towards finding it. That viral video is going to help him get a step closer to understanding about his fa- about his mother. <laughs> I was, was replaying the name up. William Hill. Malik's William Hill. Yes, William Hill. William that's Hill. Not the, that's... <laughs> that, do you know what that? Could, first of all, I'm screaming at all the memes that Randall was seeing. I was just screaming because I was like, "Those are real life memes <laughs> that I'm going to use in actual real life." Like, you guys wait. Our social media account. I'm using those actual memes. But that aside, <laughs> I'm actually gonna go so crazy on social media this week. But that aside, yeah, it confirms that this man knew who William Hill was. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it means that he knew Laurel while she knew William or after, after probably. she knew she William. She talked about William a lot. Yeah. 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 It could have been that. So she, that means she didn't forget William. <laughs> Meaning that if she didn't forget William, she didn't, because remember I said maybe she had amnesia because I'm, I'm, I'm a struggling here. Or she, she didn't, she didn't forget um, Randall either. Hold on, we're not even realising, yeah, that Laurel got clean. Like, how do we know? How well, we look know? at her in the picture. She looks healthy. Oh, healthy, look like she like good as healthy. Straighten her like, hair. In Vietnam, healthy. <laughs> Guys, well, who said she's in Vietnam? Assuming, <laughs> allegedly. No, no, yeah, no one she's in Vietnam, that. but we, we know, know that she's somewhere we're warm and healthy, and getting her vitam- getting her vitamin D and probably vitamin S, and understanding what she needs what's and the, all the things that she needs in her life. Don't worry. Are you nasty? You ain't. I've been on one for a while since this morning. How can you say vitamin S and don't worry in the same sentence? Like there's a whole vitamin I don't know about, and you're gonna keep it from me. I was like, do I need this vitamin? Okay. Well, I can't. I can't now confirm. I cannot confirm. I cannot. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Alex is on the floor. Where's he going? I can't see him. <laughs> oh. I can't believe you said oh, vitamin S. Like, how are you, how are you adding yeah, to no, the yeah. story? She's, get, she's getting all her vitamins, her good water, and her good food, it seems. Because uh, her hair was long. And it was healthy. That one I thought she was wearing a weave at one point. I said, oh no. I don't know. But... She got a weave? 
but the times changed though. Like, if we're assuming, I mean, her afro was pretty great. If we're yeah. assuming, yeah, if we're assuming do. that, um, I don't know his name, but the the old man is old in when he's seeing this video. That means that his granddaughter is much older now as well. So I'm wondering if we've met the granddaughter yet, or if we've like seen her somewhere, or what that relationship will be like with Randall and the other people in the family as well, because there is a connection. Mm. It's Jamie Chung. It's the actress. I was gonna say I thought it was nah, Jamie Chung. I was nah. like, is Jamie Chung the, the the connection? And I was like, nah. nah I think she's just a cameo. I think she's just a cameo. Yeah, she, yeah, she has. To, yeah, she has. To For her to look, I don't want the writers of This Is Us to get lazy because things are getting too connected now. If she was an actress who just so happened to be in a show with Kevin, and she was like the blood relative, not blood relative, but kind of related to Randall in a storyline, I'd be like, nah, sorry, you guys are overdoing it. Yeah, now. that's too telenovela. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, you're doing I don't too much. want. Them, them, them things happen because nobody will make the connection between Kevin and Randall unless you know Kevin and Randall. No, but in terms of like the proximity of the story and the fact there's a whole world out there, and she just so happens. Yeah, we don't have to get into nah. that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nah, I mean, six degrees of separation. Anyways, mm, this is this is us. The writers are smarter than that. Like I really, that's I really, I really heard. That's why I think the ovulation test was not a, was yeah. not a mistake. Mm. Mm. That 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 would blow my mind though. That Kate was trying to get pregnant, and and it's not impossible because she was doing everything she could for this guy to want her to be with her. She to was stay. very Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Like, that's what her connection is all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, again, and I think that would also be another space where she could resent her mom a lot is because her mom also got the man that she wanted more and more while Kate was still chasing after somebody who was very harmful to her. Mm. And so maybe this is why Kate is as self-destructive and self-sabotaging as she is because it's ultimately going to be why she wasn't going to work out with Toby, assuming she doesn't in the future. Mm, I don't think she sense. does. Yeah. Well, I don't think she works out with Toby anyway because we don't see them together um, in the future. But that's the This Is Us writers doing that to us. Um, guys, predictions for... So now we're in our stupid winter break. <laughs> 2021. Who knows? I'm so upset. A fleet of locusts that come down on Christmas <laughs> Day. I'm just still... I'm, I'm, I'm upset with your country, Marquis. Like, I'm, well, to be honest, we do, we now know that obviously we that the This Is Us production crew, they, they, they're swamped. Uh, but at first, I was like, "What is? Why does a winter break need to be this long?" Not considering the rest of the world. But I think they're gonna try and write in this new presidency potentially as well. Mm. Oh, if, if they got the time. Mm. I said they would have. They would have to. Quick question. Quick question. Do you think they've written the whole thing? Who do you think each member of the cast would have voted for? <gasps> this is a good question. Oh my god. Okay, Beth. Definitely Joe Biden, because I trust her. <laughs> yeah, she's always she's already in that between the world and me documentary coming out this Saturday anyway. No, but so. her character. This. Oh, she's definitely <laughs> yeah. Beth is not voting. <laughs> Outside. I'm not sure how to she's answer a... for Randall. Can't, can't See, remember. this is the thing I had to think about this. Mm-hmm. Randall was the only remember. one I was like, hmm. Because mm. I think he's on that vibe sure. of, I'm black. Wait. Like he's wait is he Republican? Yeah, I was about to say is he a Republican? Yeah. No, I don't think. I think he would have voted for Biden because of the all of the things do, that had happened. Do you know why you would? You going, know why but... you thought he would have voted Biden? Because he's you. That is why. You were like, <laughs> you were like, what would I do in that situation? 
Mm-hmm. That is what. Randall oh my god! The way Alex is blinking, I'm like. But okay, there oh. is put. There is potential because <laughs> I think. Is he the richest Pearson? No, no, Kevin, Kevin is. Kevin, rich, he would have been. Richest in spirit. <laughs> I think maybe I, at one him. point Randall would have been the richest. At one point. No, nah, Kevin. Could, when? Like when they were like in their early twenties, and Kevin was not getting any parts and all of that stuff. But what was Randall doing? Randall was, he was always, remember they, him and Beth bought, in my favourite ever episode, they bought that massive house and everyone everyone was like, how can you afford this house, blah, blah, blah. What episode was this? It was the famous R&B episode, the penultimate R&B. episode of season three. I don't remember them buying that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they, yeah, they do, were do, do, doing, do. it was yeah. the only time we re, the only time we saw them, the yeah. big three at that stage in their life, the only ever time. Um, so yes, Randall okay. has been the richest. Okay. At one point, yeah. So I, I personally think. Actually, you guys, who do you think they would have voted for? Kevin. So, Trump. Okay, so this is the vibe I was on, I like and I'm glad you see that. But anyway, continue. Kevin Trump. Yeah, maybe. Kevin I feel like Trump. He wouldn't have realized his error. Like he would have been like, "What's the big deal?" Kate would have been in that fifty-eight percent, but she would. That's why she's feeling guilty towards Randall. She's like, "I didn't know. <laughs> oh no! But please don't hate me because I still voted for him this year." Oh. And I went to the Black Lives Matter march with Jack. Look, and I, if I would have voted for Obama this time, I would have done it. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like Get Out. I would have voted for Obama three times <laughs> if I could. I feel like Miguel would have voted for Trump. Miguel? Yeah, oh, he's yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Miguel's bad vibes. He's one of them, I feel like he's one of them ones that would... But controversially, he, I think Jack would have voted for Trump as well. <gasps> don't, because yep. you know, guys know how I feel about Jack. Don't say that. The reason I do... Is because he's oh so vested in like the American ideals, and let's not forget, this is a man that went to um, Vietnam. Vietnam as well. Vietnam. So mm. I think he very. Nice he went to Vietnam to find his brother. He didn't go there to actually. I mean, fight. there's always a story about why people go to war. Man had a heart. De- man had a heart defect. <laughs> like, he really so could have just not gone. There's, there's, yeah. but, there's, but he's, he's, he was still there. He went on a noble but mission. But there's, there's always a reason brother. why people go to war. Jack is an all-American. Boy. Yep, he is. Okay, that's his problem. He would have voted for Trump, and, and, and he would have like tried to Kevin rationalize did. it as well. Mm-hmm. So my it, my personal beliefs is I would believe that Jack would vote Trump, Kevin would vote Trump, Kate would probably re- vote for Biden. No, no, Kate would probably vote for Trump. Toby would vote for Biden, um, and then the yeah, Black Pearsons would Biden. vote for, Bi- um, for Biden as well, just yeah, because yeah. of police brutality. If poli- if the if um, what happened with Breonna Taylor and um, um, George, Floyd. George Floyd didn't happen. Floyd. I I don't know if Randall would have voted for Biden. I, I, and that that would have been a contention in the house yeah. because you know, Ooh, you know Tess transracial shit. Yep. Now. Oh yeah, and so. you know what Tess is doing in that house. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Blowing shit up. I'm Hi. sorry. How did, how, I'm sorry. How did she see what was going on on the internet when her phone was confiscated? <gasps> Alex. Anyway. Oh. Alex. Oh yeah. wait. How far in the Did you see what's on the thing? I'm like. If you were downstairs with Deja, I could understand. But you're she was upstairs. upstairs. Your see? That is a. Is that a, that's back. a plot hole, I think. No, but how how I many mean, weeks? Can we just assume six weeks went yeah, by? Yeah, I was about to say, how many weeks have gone by? I don't know. Yeah, maybe six weeks have gone by because things have gone by quickly. Because yeah. it was the start of the pandemic and then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they tried to catch it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so maybe six weeks have gone by. Who Why knows? did Malik go to Randall? What was it for again? 
work experience, work experience. like civics day shadow, shadow in for school Sh- i don't know marquis knows what they do in america and, 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 and he was in the bubble he was in there protecting. when did yeah. when did the george floyd incident happen when did it happen june so it must be a jump forward then oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. actually you're right because they had already started school yeah so you're right they would have jumped yeah you're right you're right um okay predictions guys did we get into the predictions or we just got distracted we predicted who question. voted for who um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh go on let me have a think uh obviously the obvious about kate we need to get answers about laurel and kate now mm. yeah um but i feel like the writers have exhausted my predictions like i'm happy that i got some of them right but now I'm literally like, you, I've given up. It's like, you guys are just going to have to show me now. Like, how are you bring, bringing Laurel onto the scene? Like, imagine it's not even through this granddad. He just happens to know. Mm. Because how many times have these people, <laughs> the writers, I said these people, these people, shown us like subplots or side characters and we think this is an introduction to someone, but it really isn't. There was a time they showed us like this football player and his day-to-day life and we never saw him again do you, do you even remember it so this granddad this no. could be the last time we ever see him who knows i don't think so i think there's too much of a connection i don't know but you probably never see him again he probably will die mm. but... oh mark will come back adult mark and that's it yeah, yeah he's gonna come well, back there was a, there was a theory that he was you know the 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 guy next door who um has cerebral palsy but how would she not know? Well, his face is like... His face is what? <laughs> Alex, don't look at me like his that. His face is asymmetrical. Alex, okay. don't look at me like that. With the, with the cocktail. It's okay, Eden. <laughs> asymmetrical. You're fine. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Um, You're actually an idiot. My, my, pred- You're actually an idiot. I don't care. my prediction... <laughs> Um, it can't be him. This, this, this is not. Um, they're an idiot. It's not Ugly Betty. Uh, it's it, not James. It can't be him. Ryan, they're really best friends. Like it makes sense more and more. Oh, and if Kate's yeah. secretly like, having him as a best friend, I actually hate Alex. I'm feeling so sorry much. for him. I hate him so well, much. Um, I don't think it could be him. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Kevin. I think that Kevin and Madison are going to break up. They're going to break up in Jan- on January fifth. <laughs> And there's gonna be an issue there. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be something. I'm doing this for the kids only situation. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Uh, Kate, we're gonna obviously that guy. What's his name? Mark's gonna come back, and there's just gonna be some unresolved things there. But Toby might get involved with some stuff. Um, hmm. There's that. Um, and actually, again, as you said, we're just trying to figure out what's going on with Laurel. Like every minute, she's just. They just add the little thing in like the, the last two seconds of the Um So yeah, we're gonna find out about Laurel and um, hopefully we see more of Deja and Malik. Um, Test day annoy me. So I don't know what else actually. I don't know what. Yeah, and then obviously I don't I don't know how far they can go with the um, Becca and Miguel stuff. Yeah, we haven't seen old Becca since. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know how far they can go back anymore because i don't know what else there is to <laughs> to see oh you mean if, their if, life if the, if the younger if the younger if the younger if the younger big three are 
getting into the team, there's going to be a point where they cross over to the points that we've already seen. So... Yeah, you're right, because mm, I think there's a one-year gap. So the younger big three started at 10, they're now 13. Mm. The middle big three started at 14. So there's like the 13-14 gap, and they're really going to have to play heavy on that 13-14-year-old gap. And then I don't know what they're going to do with the... Well, obviously, then the the middle big three, then we'll we'll see their 20s more. But yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not sure how they're going to do that with these ones that are Mm. growing. Because they can't stop them from growing. They're like mm. little adults now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unless they're contracted in for the whole seven seasons, six seasons, seven or six, how many seasons they're supposed to be. We're just going to have to ignore that because these, at 13, I think the actors are actually 13. <laughs> Between 13 <laughs> and 15, that's when you go from child to man. That would be a poor <laughs> casting choice, though. Yeah. It would be. The, 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 they might have got, to let them go. If you know you've got like three, let's say five seasons that you've got left to kind of run you wouldn't hire a 13 year old to play a 13 year old would you I would hire no. an 11 year old they did it in The Walking Dead though but mm. or older they usually hire they usually cast older to play younger oh do they yeah they like in Glee cast they older. casted like 30 year olds to play 16 year olds in what so they <laughs> in what in Glee Grownish. oh yeah in Glee, Glee yeah. yeah yeah and we don't talk about Grownish because yeah. that's a waste of time but um <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, Kenya Barris, if you know you want to work with me, I didn't say that. Anyway, you, Eden <laughs> and Marquise's predictions. Uh, oh. Marquise, you go. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I think Kevin is officially gonna hit rock bottom. And <laughs> this guy has an agenda. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like that they're trying to push Kevin onto us this season to make us actually feel something for this man. Um, <laughs> Because he's gonna forever be trash. <laughs> but I think I'm we're gonna ready. witness Kevin hit rock bottom. He's gonna have to really reevaluate who he is, and we're gonna see that breakdown happen more and more, especially as like Kate challenges him more. But also, it's just like I can't deal with you. So we're gonna see Kate actually have an aversion to Kevin. I think we're gonna see that relationship crumble. But then, if Mark also comes back into the story, this is also gonna be the crutch for where her and Toby are also going to have that separation because she has to still battle that old stuff and she's going to go back to a space of familiarity versus like embracing what this newness could be. Um, I think that's going to be something they might play around with. And then overall, I think we're going to see um, more of the arc of Deja Malik and Tess in particular having to navigate like what, do, what does their adolescence start to look like because it's such a different world from randall and beth and so i think we're going to really start seeing like the differences um within the black pearson family structure um as they get into more of their teenagehood and also realize like we got to start like adjusting our parenting or we have to see how we can support our kids um in the year 2020 so i think i'm excited for them to have to explore those things a lot more and with that tension is what political differences potentially in the house Mm. there's a word everyone said their predictions no so i'm still thinking <laughs> about mine yeah um so in my head i've imagined that the we don't know his name but the older man that is apparently was apparently with laurel um he's gonna i think write a letter or something to randall saying um i knew your mother all of these types of things um like and ask for a meetup or like a conversation of some kind and this will help this will cause randall to spiral this will make him question a lot of things um and i think that 
conversation as he tries to figure out about his past and everything will be the focus towards the next part of the season. So I don't think we'll get the resolution of him knowing about his mother, but we'll see the effects of the possibility of his mother still being alive. Um, I don't think she's alive, if I'm being honest. I think she did pass away because I, I, I just don't see it as a storyline. Um, there is a part of me that questions if maybe the older guy in Vietnam or in the USA, don't know where he is at the moment, um, and Laurel just split up and he wants to tell Laurel that, oh, I've seen your son on this show. Maybe you need to get into contact with him. But I don't really see that as a realistic situation. Again, it feels too scripted for that to be a reality. Um, I do see what Marquise was saying about Kevin and Kate happening i see their relationship becoming quite fractured because kate is able to become accountable to the fact that um she hasn't had an awareness to randall's struggles or to um the reality of being like a white woman living in the usa um and her own struggles as well and um not being able to communicate with kevin about the things that are going on with her and all these types of things and then i do think kevin is going to have a realization which will end the relationship with um what's her name again madison yeah that person madison um, <laughs> you call her every other name yeah so what, her name? at the end that relationship will end because kevin will realize like he doesn't have to do this to prove he's a good person like he can have the child look after the child or the children and um still be a good father but that doesn't mean he's indebted to what is her name Madison. Madison. Madison, my bad. Indebted to Madison. <laughs> I keep forgetting her name. Sorry. Indebted to. Madison. He's written her off. She's not making it. Why She's not making it. But um, I've been. Saying yeah. That. So I think that's what's gonna happen. I think everyone's gonna have an awakening. <laughs> everyone's gonna have an awakening, and this is gonna be the healing part of the journey when people come together also, and the black Pearsons kind of realize they're separate to the white Pearsons. You think we're also gonna um, get more of. Uh, Miguel's family in here now. Too? I, I don't care because they were mentioned. Kind of Alex said who? Yeah. Alex said who? The train wrecks. <laughs> the, train wrecks. <laughs> the ones that the ones that don't want him. Around. Did you not see the episode when they went to dinner with him and they looked at him like they were like, "Who's we this?" We might get. They might try to. I'm telling you, they're gonna make us feel bad for Miguel and they're gonna make us feel they bad are. for Kevin. They're That's gonna it. make us feel yeah. bad for Miguel <laughs> because we don't know Miguel. Miguel just story. abandoned his whole family and went and took up no, a whole Miguel new No, Miguel didn't. Ab- That's the thing. Miguel didn't abandon his whole family. They deserted him, his children, and well, his why? wife. No, his wife did it. His wife why left did you, him. Why? Why? Because yeah, their marriage why? broke down. It's that simple. Their marriage <laughs> broke down and he did not have a relationship with his children. Alex Seven years place. after, no, ten years after that fact, he met up with Rebecca again Alex. and then their relationship rekindled. So I'm telling you, we are going to feel sorry for Miguel because we. the reason why we have been working on an assumption for five whole years and I feel like the writers are building us up to the point where we are going to feel so bad for side-eyeing Miguel every time he comes up on the screen. I've been saying it. Yeah, I I'm said team that Miguel. Well. Yeah, I agree. But you know what Alice is going to say? That's drama. I just basically just like, you know what? I don't hate Miguel. But, okay. but I do find, I do find, I do find him irritating. That parents are always annoying. Sorry. Just as just 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 as a yeah, trauma thing. I just find him. I just find him. I just find him. It is trauma. Okay, they're always annoying. <laughs> and it's from a Sorry, space. Alex. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. I find him irritating. I I don't know. I I, I don't think. And I just don't really. I think. I feel like we've. I feel like we've. We've. We've touched on the fact that he. 
um, we've touched we've touched on his children, we've touched on the relationship that that just is not a bridge that nobody's crossing again, and he's, that's why he's trying to find the love in the Pearsons because the Pearsons' his family's known all his life pretty much. Yeah, everybody always know. goes back to what they're comfortable with. And it's really weird to think that you know when Randall said, um, you know, Madison's like the only friend the family literally yep. have. Yeah. And they, they all grew up. They all grew up with Miguel as their dad's best friend, but we never see their dad's their dad's best friend's children around them as friends. So I'm always thinking to myself, then what was what was that all about? Like, but anyway, because mm. then there was when when you know what I mean. There's never been any mention of of how Sally. Also, yeah, they're separated house. at this point. I don't. Know. But even then, like, if you grow up, if you grow up with your parents' friends, who has children of the same age, you naturally are going to form a community. No, they they it did depends. though. No, it depends. They did when they were kids, but like, obviously, they're not cool now. Yeah. Or we've just not seen it. Also, yeah. are we allowed to call J One a friend now, or what? Because oh, you keep yeah, saying yeah. that Jay One's a friend. Is Jay One a friend or I, someone that gets I, paid? I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say friend, but I said I actually said that guy's really cool. I like Jay One though. He is cool. I feel like I could be friends with Jay One. He's, he's a friend. He's, they work together, and I think Randall called him his best friend once. Well, that would be sad. Yeah, yeah, that'd be very your, sad. Your best friend, your colleague. Your best Alex, friend you can be friends friend with your shots. colleagues. Let's not have this conversation. You can be friends with your colleagues. I don't know. But no, Randall I mean, you can be friends, friends with your colleagues, but Randall's his boss, not just colleague, man. <laughs> I don't think Randall has friends, though. <laughs> yeah, these people Beth don't is have his friends. best friend. And his kids are his best friends. Yeah, these yeah, people need... I'm glad that Randall's in therapy now. Maybe his therapist will be his friend. I don't know. No, that's inappropriate. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. It's boundary. It's every boundary. <laughs> that is just crossing. <laughs> It is inappropriate, but that's sad. That's no, but that's, sad. that's actually interesting because Kate, growing up, had all of these friends. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, did she, she did. She had people she worked on projects with, people she would have, all right, like childhood friends, you know. She got, she not got the Madison. real ones, but there were people in her lives that were Even Madison friends. was a leech at the start. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm intrigued. Madison was I'm an intrigued. irritant. Because none of them have friends. <laughs> <laughs> none of them are rated. This, so this is just too much going on in their so family. Having, no, but to be honest, yeah, imagine every single time you went out with one of your friends, yeah, and the smallest thing happened, and they were like, you know what, my dad used to do this. Like, <laughs> when I was 18 years old, my dad used to do this, and I just 17 can't. even? Yeah, like, imagine. He died at 17. You know, but everything's a story. Did you not hear the way Jack explained the story about how his dad called him Jack of all trades? Yeah. Every like, day's a story. Before you just say, my dad called me Jack of all trades, and he was taking the piss because Jack of all trades master of none i knew that was coming but then we had to get the story of i thought i was so great i thought i was this as he was laying the table and just doing I they just all tell like, stories you know man story 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 when ellie was telling the story about the about the about the about the husband when everybody else was like they're all very poetic I love, stories. <laughs> I love them so much but sometimes please just set the table just say what you gotta say That's, this is us there they all talk in stories know, and poetry and symbolism like they're all hella poetic. I'm like, Ruh. you all sound like writers. Some sometimes <laughs> just enjoy life, man. It's not every day, honestly. Yeah. Like let let Malik say that he had a tough day. Not this when I was 17, my dad died situation. <laughs> some context given people all the time. Just like, For great yeah, communicators, I don't know why they've got all these issues. <laughs> yeah, 
I know that's what I'm saying. And another reason why I rated Malik again, I can, I'm just, I may as well just be a, a Yeah, fan. you are but a fan, admit like, it. When, 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 when Randall came off, it's like, I had to quell my dreams as well. And Malik was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with my dreams. <laughs> I got straight A's. That was the I got a child. I know I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to Avalie College. I got Deja. I got my good fade. I got good cream. I got my masks. I got my good suit. I got my intern here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I turned around, I turned around, okay, yeah, I turned my back on the screen one time, but, I, and you know, you went viral, but you gotta find your mama. <laughs> so, what do you mean? Like, I'm good. Like, Honestly, like, you know that scene made, that brought so much joy to my heart, though, because I was just I like, like that. I, I liked I'm hearing glad that. glad you don't have to quell your dreams, and I'm glad they really yeah, like, like, yeah, I might have grew up in a rough area, but I still. I still got what I want to do at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love that. I'm not, that's the scene that made me emotional this morning. He, I said, wow. He, yeah, he really said, don't project onto me. Hmm. Don't he said, <laughs> I'm explaining to you why I'm tired. <laughs> You're always onto me. Do you know what made me laugh? It was you, after all of that, he said, so I'm going to need an internship. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even you know, Deja <laughs> said, Pull on his heartstrings. Heart <laughs> Tell him a this. story. We know. <laughs> you know, Rando wants to see himself in you so badly. So let it happen. <laughs> you know what? I love to see oh, it. Black amazing. nepotism. Let's go. Let's do it. Black nepotism. Yeah, black. I love to see oh, it. Oh, I love Absolutely. black nepotism. Let's do it. And I want it. them to nepotism in peace because we deserve that. Amen. We deserve that. So I feel like that, because we've done our predictions, that mm-hmm. rounds it up. And we're not going to be mm-hmm. back. We're not going to be back to watching This Is Us until the new year. We're not. We're not. It's the end of the road, guys. So no free therapy. The That's no messages. more free, free therapy on TV. No more free therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And no Send more. Send us messages yeah. um, with your predictions and stuff. Yeah. Um, Toby, what's the socials? Because I always forget what socials. Hmm? What did you say? Toby, what are the socials if people can connect? Oh, what with are us? the socials? Oh, okay. The socials are This Is We podcast, and it's basically like that on Twitter and Instagram. We respond, and you guys are amazing on our socials. I like your comments. I'm like mind blown. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. So really dope. And of course, we're going to be posting as we like have withdrawal symptoms inevitably yep. until January the fifth. Oh, the dreaded day. Oh no, the happy day actually. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Send us messages about your favourite episodes. Um, yeah. And we have voice notes as well. So if you just click the link in the description, you can just kind of send the voice note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and a message to us too. So also, we can have those already. If the writers are just happening to listen to the show, if one of you would like to come <laughs> onto the show, if you know any of the actors that would love to come onto the show, <laughs> mm-hmm. we can do some bonus content since y'all got us waiting at least a smooth five, six weeks. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just throw that out there. I'll be yep. tweeting at y'all, so just be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. So um, let me just, like, let me be specific about our dreams. We want Sterling K. Brown. We want Susan Kelechi Watson. We want Lyric Ross. That's Deja. Uh, I, I would love to talk to Niles Fitch. That's um, Middle Randall, because he's a dope actor and he's going to be a Disney prince. And Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Mandy Moore. I would love to talk to Mandy Moore because she she's acting 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 as in mandy acts more than everyone she's in every time (laughs) period so and they're not all in every time period Mm. so yeah i need i need me a bit of mandy and yeah what about you guys ron mr ron cephas jones (gasps) oh why did i not say ron cephas jones yes it's okay. You can come yeah. on whenever you would like. I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. If I if I start crying, days, you'll understand you know. why. But it's fine. Come on the show. 
episode. I saw him in an I saw him in a cheesy Christmas film, right? That was not sad at all, and I wanted to cry. Every time, it's weird. Every, every, oh my gosh, what was that Christmas film? It's the Advent, the Advent calendar. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And he's the granddad. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. my god, I know exactly. And what you're was just about. his I was voice. It's like that it's the one with Ellis Ross yeah, in it. Yeah. Was it Ellis Ross? No, or no, Evan, no, no, not Evan Ross. Evan Ross was in it. I forgot her name. She's in another Christmas movie. The other Mitzvah's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quincy Jones. Oh, not Quincy Jones. Cute. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, bye. So I've yes, been Toby. Will... Oh, sorry, Alex. Did you want to say something? Say, say oh, okay. Bye. All right. All. So I've been Toby Rachel from the Yellow Cup Podcast. <laughs> this is Marquise Devon from the Rational Anger and Dear Reading Podcast. I'm Alex Holmes from Time to Talk with Alex Holmes. He's Mackenzie. Don't like the stands and and with Tech Podcast. And that's it from us. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Merry Christmas and a happy new year. <laughs> oh yeah, Merry Christmas and happy new year. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, okay, Thanksgiving. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of that. Stay safe. <laughs> 2021. Yeah. I hope 2021 resets because 2020.